Hello, Pod Sequentialism listeners. This is your host, Matt Kennedy, and I have a special gift for you. We're going to be raffling off two tickets for LACMA's Guillermo del Toro at Home with Monsters exhibition for November. And you can get into this raffle by subscribing to Meltdown Newsletter and by subscribing to Pod Sequentialism on iTunes. And we're going to qualify you, so you have to take a screen cap of your subscription to Pod Sequentialism on iTunes and the Meltdown Newsletter. And you have to post it on our Facebook page. So look for Pod Sequentialism with Matt Kennedy on Facebook and add us as a friend and follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. You don't have to do all three to join the contest, but you do have to post on our wall on Facebook and you may win tickets to see the Guillermo del Toro exhibition, which is awesome. Hello and welcome to Pod Sequentialism. I am your host Matt Kennedy, and today my guest is a a former um, intern of mine, actually, who is a professional working artist. And I thought it'd be great to have her on because her story's it's kind of unique, but it doesn't have to be unique. And that's what I love about it is the fact that um, she's done something that I think will be very interesting to people who. Um, want to follow a career in the arts, uh, who want to go to art school and that type of thing. So I'm going to uh, welcome to the program, Michelle Lee. Hello, my name is Michelle, but um, I also go by my pen name, Naki, N-A-K-I. So yep. thank you for having me here. So what's your social media? We'll get that out in front first. Oh, social media be... first. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Y-N-J-T-B, mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty much it. Okay. You don't, have, you don't have Instagram? Oh, oh yeah, Instagram. Sorry, uh, my Instagram is yvvls, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. That's cool. like the only two. That's your sure. primary. You don't want yeah. people bugging on Facebook, yeah. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can say from experience, no. Um, so um, what I wanted to talk about is the fact that um, art school is expensive. Yes. Very and good. you went to one of the best art schools in the country. You went to Art Center. Mm-hmm. And so when you went to school, how much was tuition? And it's it's three three terms mm-hmm. for yeah. three years. Yeah. So it's nine terms. So how much was tuition each term? It actually depends because like it changes too. Yeah, it changes because like you know, uh, I think every fall or spring it really depends. It goes by one k. So when I I started school in twenty ten fall. Mm-hmm. And tuition around the time, you know, I only had to pay 16K. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that time, you know, I didn't get any scholarships. So I had to, like, depend myself on That's financial. per term or per year? Per term. $16,000 yeah. per term. So 16000 times three times three again. Yeah. So that's, like, it's probably, like, 40, 40K wow. per year. Wow. That's that's amazing. And now it's, you know, 2016 and the tuition's around 20K. Yes, 20,000 yeah. per And term. it's going up next, next upcoming fall. I oh, think? I'm sure it goes up every year. Yeah, it goes up every year. Every year yeah. by 1,000 or 2,000 bucks. So, the, um, where were you born? Well, I was born in Korea. Do I need to say like any cities? It doesn't matter. No, you can just okay. say Korea. <laughs> I was born in Korea. <laughs> I know, like, everyone's like, oh, like, which part of the city of Korea? Because, like, you know, like, yeah. Korea, they're like Seoul or like Busan. Yeah. You know? so, but I was technically born in Korea and I moved here probably when I was in like third grade. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and had you ever spoken English before you moved here? Well, actually, that's kind of funny because, you know, second year, I actually learned. English. Yeah. It's kind of mandatory. Yeah. And then I guess like right I moved here around like my third year, you know. Yeah. I I knew like basic English, like hello, my name is like right, Ha right. Young Lee, you know. That's my Korean name by the way. Mm-hmm. But um 
And I guess like that time my mom was like very worried about me. She's like, oh, she's not gonna like learn anything if she don't know English. So like she went up to my face one day at mm-hmm. night and she went, came into my room and she was like, you know, Michelle, like you need to learn how to speak English. Like you can't speak Korean anymore. And then I seriously took that. I took that like her like her words seriously. So yeah. like every day when I go, you know, to school, I, I like I try to communicate you know, with, like, my friends there. And then, I guess, from that point on, it's like... Now, was there a large Korean population? No. No? No. There was, like, only, like, two, three. And then the Korean groups at that elementary, there were my families and, like, my family friends that moved here. Oh, wow. So, so we were, like, at the, the same o- time. Yeah. yeah, we were, like, the only Korean groups there. Right, yeah. right. And um, so, and this is important, too, because I think that... Um, in a way, it's it's not unusual, and it's it's pretty common for um, a lot of the students at Art Center to come from other countries. There's a, a large population of Asian students at Art Center, mm-hmm. um, probably proportionately maybe 80, 75, 80%. Yeah. Yeah, and um, a lot of them, though, are kind of like fresh off the boat, like to use the, the term of the, the, the television show, yeah, that yeah. they that they don't speak much English at all and have probably already gone to college in another country, whether it's China, Korea, Japan, Taiwan, um, you know, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, you name it, that um, that they're, they're really only experiencing mandatory English for the first time at school. Mm-hmm. And yet a lot of them make it through the program, graduate, and then go back to their home country with an art degree from Art Center. Yeah, yeah. Which seems like almost a silly thing to pay for if, if that's the idea, if that if that's their goal. Mm-hmm. So it really is almost like an Ivy League art school. So like the parents in these, these other countries can say, oh, yeah, my, my, my kid went to Art Center because everybody knows Art Center. Yeah. Like they've all heard of it. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So it's kind of like saying Harvard or it's kind of like saying UCLA or something. So um, so you're, you're already kind of a leg up. So you, you've gone to elementary, junior high school, high school in the United States. Um, you end up going into art school. But what makes your story so much different than other people who may have done the same thing is that you basically paid for school doing art. Yeah. I don't know anybody who did that. You were the only person I have, I have ever met. I've, I've been an art gallery director for seven years. I was in the entertainment business for 15 years before that mm-hmm. and um, had been in art galleries for, for years. You know, when I first came out to L.A., when I first graduated from, well, not after graduating high school, a little bit of college and I came out here, that um, I had never heard of anybody actually paying for their school doing the thing that they're going to school to do. I mean, yeah, it's... It's so uncommon. It's very wild. Yeah. So how did this happen? I mean, you, you obviously had a huge following. And how did this start? I'm not even sure. Like, I think I think my parents are like, oh, like, good money. You know, like, you got to pour a lot of money into education. Mm-hmm. So, like, throughout my whole year from, like, elementary to high school, mm-hmm. I went to, you know, like, after school art academies. Yeah. Oh my god, those were really annoying because you know, like, to be honest, you really don't need to pay eight hundred fifty a month to go and make a portfolio. You can just like yeah. make portfolio at home, and you know, if you and people say like, oh, like, there's like a lot of cool benefits because like you know there are actually teachers guiding you. You can guide yourself 
you know, making our what you're saying is is almost a revolutionary thing, though. Like, yeah, and it's kind of amazing. Like, you know, we'll we'll we're gonna run some pictures of your art, and I'll get a picture yeah. from you, and people are gonna see that this message coming from you is is really revolutionary. Yeah, because I know a lot of people who uh, who have like they've got like that the strong support back of them like you obviously do yeah but they're like they're gonna they'll 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 wobble you know like they'll they'll get to that point where they're they think they've got the confidence to do it and then they just completely dissolve the idea what you just said you know of like you don't need somebody to teach you this stuff you really can learn it and figure out for yourself is generally true and the thing that you do learn at art school is how to take criticism. <laughs> That's like the that one thing. True. That's yeah. the one thing that, that yeah. and it's almost worth what you pay for it. Like, I honestly believe that, because I get submissions, you you know, yeah. you, you've seen the submissions that I get, yeah. that um, I'll get submissions and there'll be people that, you know, they just have, they have staked their place in the ground, you know, like they stand by the fact that this is the greatest thing that's ever been committed to canvas paper, you mm-hmm. know, clay, whatever. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, ooh. You know, this this is just, it's not for me. You know, I'm not going to say that it's it's garbage or it's terrible. It's terrible for my audience. But um, but they're, sometimes they, these people have this amazing um, confidence. And what's interesting is that most people who should have that confidence don't. And so yeah. saying this is amazing. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're saying this because I think it's incredibly important for people to hear. But um, so you're... You've, you've gone to a couple of these like after school art academies because your parents think that they need that because that's what people tell them. Yeah. I think it's also because like, you know, Korean parents, you know, they mm-hmm. want their kids to go to like a lawyer. They go, be yeah. a lawyer, be a doctor, you know, get back to your parents. And when yeah. I first told my parents that like, hey, I want to do art, they were like, so how are you going to pay us back? After, but, after 90 minutes of tears. Yeah, 90 minutes of tears <laughs> and like um, maybe two, four weeks of not going out to your room. I actually did that. I didn't go out of my room until like two weeks. Wow. Yeah, until they convinced me. They're like, okay, fine. But mm-hmm. I guess it's because like they don't have any like knowledge on like where they should start because like, you know, they know like Harvard, Yale and stuff, but they don't mm-hmm. know much about our schools. So... That pretty much, oh, Go ahead. so that pretty much, you know, like, they don't, it's because they don't have, like, they, they really don't know what to do. They're like, oh, how should we, like, do this and that? And so that's why, you know, like, they put their kids into, like, our schools. And, and I really like those, like, after school art academies because, like, it really, like, at that age, they... They get so critic like they criticize your art really hard. Yeah, it's like yeah. the piano lessons with the person yeah. with the ruler is gonna yes, slap your fingers. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do it properly. But um I think that kind of helped me stand up and be like, you know, like because like back then when I first started art academies, I literally took all the criticism seriously. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, Oh my art sucks, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's so terrible. But then like the more and then I realized like, you know, those Crits will help you improve your art. Yeah. So I took that as a positive thing. Yeah. So and because of that, you know, I build up my art, and I guess my art is where it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's again, it, it's yeah. it's it's good to understand that, and I'm sure that you've sat through classes at Art Center where you had fellow students who did not feel that way, and yeah. made these really drawn out, self-aggrandizing, you know, completely 
inappropriate defenses of their work. Yeah. And, you know, yell at the theater, get up and leave, yeah. and, and that type of thing. Um, and everybody just rolls their eyes because there's this one in every every class. You know, there's actually this one guy I actually, well, I actually TA'd for Jeffrey Smith. So I can, you can say okay. it's your So I actually. Don't say the student's name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I won't say the student's name, but um, I, actually, I used to TA Jeffrey Smith's class a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like during watercolor class. Um, mm-hmm. They were having, there was this one student. She was very um, struggling with the work. It's because she wasn't enjoying the homework. So yeah. I guess all the students, you know, like, like they try to help her how she should like improve her homework and enjoy it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the conversation went from like, oh, what do you like to draw to like, should your art be pretty or like should the story be important in the, you know, in the art? And yeah. there was this one guy who just like raised his hand and he's like, well, I think, you know, like, it's also important to make your art pretty, but it's also important to make, like, the art storytelling really good. Which I agree with him, but it's like, but him is like he draws like really bad. This is always the case. Right? Yeah, it's and always it's like, yeah. And they like, they state the obvious. Yeah, it's you know someone will say you know like if the question is you know is this is this canvas black or is this canvas brown yeah and um i'm touching a black canvas right now so people will understand <laughs> where, this, where this is coming from um and everybody's like oh it's this or it's that and then the discussion is done and then a hand goes up in the yeah, back it's like... and it's like well you know i really think that it's it's that this can that this black canvas is black and i think this because and they talk for like 10 minutes and everybody's just like oh it's like get on with yeah, the class yeah like, let's all learn it's not about you sticking your hand up you know and yeah yeah and you know like a lot of art center students like they also want to make the mass their pieces you know visual like strong visuals you know like mm-hmm. but also like add a great story to it but you know that guy had like really weird art he was like abstract but you did it was just like a blob of water paint yeah but then Jess Smith's uh, watercolor class he focuses on like storytelling figurative and, and yeah. almost sequential yeah, yeah. yeah it's almost comic book the um and of course, watercolor is perhaps the most frustrating medium, except for porcelain. Oh yeah, you know, for anybody yeah. to work in. And at least if you understand um, the nature of 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 clay or of, of of china of porcelain, that you know what you're in for, so you know what to expect. Whereas you can be just cruising along, and you've got your intuitive brushwork, and you're you're doing really great, and then. It just falls to part, you know, mm-hmm. like 85% finished. You just ruin it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, what do you do? I mean, it's like, you're, you're just done. You scream, you tear it up. You, you want to jump out a window and hopefully you don't. But, um, so it's kind of interesting that that's the class that that would come up in. Yeah. But, um, so, so at what point did you start selling your work and prints of your work and, and all that type of thing? I think it all started when I first went to artist like Anime Expo. Yeah. Um, back, to, oh man, it's been a long time. But uh, who was the musical guest? Then I'll be able to figure out what year it was. Uh, I think it was LMC. LMC. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's that was in the LA Convention Center. I remember. Okay, yeah. so that's the first year at the LA Convention Center yeah. when I left Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Very magical, but um, I really like the culture of you know like selling you know draw whatever you want to draw like fan art or not you know fan art or original and to mm-hmm. sell things and I think like that's a very interesting culture and mm-hmm. from that you can also like expand your marketing because like you know 
back then it used to be like just prints and just like you know like and paper like keychains yeah, you know like yeah. now it's like acrylic charms and pins and like yeah. shirts and, and there's I, all kinds of tchotchkes now yeah, yeah it's like and i think this year i think like a month ago i mm-hmm. think i saw a lot of original art too which is like yeah. very surprising because you know like you expect to go to anime conventions you see a lot of like fan art prints you know of like i don't know bleach naruto or yeah. like you know popular shonen mangas which now is getting frowned upon that yeah. um there's a big backlash from artists who work on books for marvel and dc or or manga people that um not necessarily from the manga artists themselves because i don't think they even weigh in on this and i think that fan art is is considered part of the culture in japan so mm-hmm. it's not so much a violation of copyright that is considered here but i've seen a lot of people online discussing the validity of fan portrait prints like if you're going to if you sell a drawing then it's fine but if it's going to be made into a print and it's of someone else's copyrighted character material that is now getting some backlash against that and um certain conventions aren't allowing it anymore but anime is, is sort of it's in a different boat it's in a different boat than comic book is but um I'm not going to dwell on that, but the um, why I raise it is, and this is this is a funny story. So, how we met. So I had an assistant who had interned once at as a student at Cal State Fullerton, and once as a student at Art Center. I'll go to Christine Chung, who's a, a fabulous person and a talented artist in her own right. And when I knew her internship was was about to end, I was like, "Well, do you have anybody that you'd recommend?" And she recommended somebody, this was before you, mm-hmm. who was terrible. Oh, no. It was the only person I've ever given a bad review on their um, internship paperwork <laughs> for a school because I, she was just really, really not a good assistant. And um, she would, she'd show up at work and my, my um, or I should say intern, I, had, I have an assistant. And um, so the interns are really to help my assistant out so that I can do what I need to do and they can do what they need to do and have the yeah. other stuff taken care of. And um, so this other person would just constantly badger me with questions all day long, and it, which would have been fine in a way if she had let me answer the questions. But she'd ask a question, I'd start giving an answer, and then she'd immediately like go into a second question when I hadn't given the first answer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you didn't listen to the first question answer I gave you so I'm not giving you a second answer and she she would like hide work that she hadn't done and and things like that but anyways so then she um, recommended you Mm. and so you started coming to work. Yeah. I don't think you said five words to me in five weeks. Well, I was very shy. I know, I know. But you'd show up and I'd give you something to do and then um, in the middle you just kind of like stop for a second and you just <laughs> sigh you'd be like <sighs> and you just look down at the desk and I'd look over at her and I'd be like is, is, and I'd think is something okay like and then you just kind of like and then you just go back to doing what you're doing but it was like it's it was, like a habit of mine but it was really yeah. interesting it was really, it was really funny for me to see that and I was like I don't know what's going on over there so it had been a long you'd been my you'd been an intern for maybe two months or something at this point I think it was more than two months and then yeah. you finally mentioned that you <laughs> that was, do art no it was kind of embarrassing because like I'm basically otaku closet. Mm-hmm. You know what the term is. Yeah, otaku, they don't yeah, yeah. show that they are. Yeah, but the, you know, like I was at you know interning at the gallery La Luz mm-hmm. de Jesus, which is a great gallery by the way. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually kind of shy to mention it. Like, hey, I like anime. <sighs> so I 
but I had to bring it up because like you know I'm gonna be gone on Thursday and Friday you know and the weekend doesn't matter but mm-hmm. um so I went up to Matt and I was like I don't know what you're thinking I was like, I don't know what to say, but I should just try it. And I was like, hey, uh, I have to go to this thing next weekend. And he's like, oh, what is it? And I was like, oh, it's something to do with anime. And then I like mumbled quietly, like anime, the word anime. Yeah. I was like, anime. And he's like, oh, anime expo. And I was like, and then like my reaction was like, oh, like, <laughs> oh he knows that I like anime. And then I guess you told me like, yeah, then, the I, then I yeah, think I yeah. pulled out the, the cells that I yeah. had that were, like, yeah. sitting in a desk drawer or something over there. No, it was desk. actually, I gave you my business card that That's I made right. for the commission, and That's then right. you looked into I was like, my... did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I turned like, around, I was like, oh. I'm like, how, how come you've never shown me your work? And, and it works incredible. She's yeah. really, really talented. Thank you. And, um, and then I kind of, then I started asking you a bunch of questions. Yeah. And, and I, w- I said, so, I was like, do you, do you sell your originals? You know, how much do they cost? You know, like, yeah. are you selling prints? You're like, yeah, you know, I, I sell some originals, but I, I mainly sell prints. And I was like, well, that's great. Like, you know, how many prints are you going to make? And you're like, um, I think I'm going to make 900 because I sold like 900 last time or, so, or something like that. And oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, what? You sold 900 prints? I'm like, if you had had a print release through like, you know, South by Southwest Festival, 900 prints would be impressive. Yeah. Like that—that that is a ton, and I knew other artists who we represented who had had full shows in the gallery, who were trying to hawk their prints at like Comic Con, and you know they sell 150 or 200 maybe, and and I was like, well, how, how much are you selling these for? And you told me, and I was like, well, that, that's that's a good amount too, you know. Actually, to clarify, 900 has been like like per year. Right. Yeah. That's still amazing. Really? Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I feel like. I did pretty good that cuz like you know I used to go like every like cuz like you know there are small conventions yep. in like California so I always like drive around and like do tables there and sometimes like you know I'll go to Nevada and like but I won't go like far east which I do want to one day yeah. but like do you know yeah. like Wizard World and yeah, Dragon Con is actually yeah. I guess this weekend too yeah. in Atlanta which is I've been to a couple of times I think um, that one convention, what's it called? It's Kamikaze. Kamikaze is coming yeah. up. Coming yeah, very up. soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do want to drop by. Yeah, yeah definitely. You should you should do a table there for sure. Yeah, maybe and next year. Yeah, well, they, too they, late. They, they, might have, they might have some tables available. Okay. Some, sometimes people drop out and something yeah. becomes available. Um, I'm going to be doing some panels. We're going to be doing pod sequentialism from Kamikaze this year. Oh. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. And um, so, yeah, so it was just like... It was mind blowing to me because you know you, you didn't seem like someone who's promoting their work, and you you spit out this number, and I was just blown away. And then like, well, you have to put something into the coaster show, you know, and you should definitely be putting stuff into Lalooza Palooza. And uh, I convinced you to, to do some pieces and sold the coasters immediately. And um, we had you back in for the holiday show, and you know it's, but you're also doing a lot of commercial illustration work. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you've really sort of set up a career for yourself. But what was really maybe even more impressive is that you had made enough money selling prints of your work at fan conventions to pay for art school. Yeah, because, you know, all that money goes towards, you know, supplies, canvases, paint. Because that was a time where... um Because, you know, Art Center, it's like if you want to get 
you know, jobs for editorials. You know, mm-hmm. you have to draw in a certain styles they want you to draw in yeah. editorial. And my art was, it's, it's a lot different because, you know, like my art is based on childhood and mm-hmm. that childhood's from reading Japanese comics, you know, anime. That's, I think that's the only thing I had back in, you know, I lived in Korea mm-hmm. and also moving here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of people say like, oh, you gotta, you know, move out of your anime phase. So I was like, oh, like embrace it, embrace it. Why you didn't do not cause like any it? harm? Yeah, you know? like you not like like Andrew Hem's work. It's inspired by you know Japanese culture and yeah. anime. You know, Sachin Tang. You know, it inspires. You know, it's like, but you shouldn't like downgrade a student just right. because they draw that kind of stuff. So it's like certainly, uh, you know, yeah. art. Instructors at art schools have given bad advice to students time and time again. Um, Ed Fox, who's a, a rather famous fetish photographer, you yeah. know, he's had uh, two books of his own work published by Tashin, um, who also produced um, DVD films for him. He shot a ton of erotica, erotic films, and has done the covers to other people's Tashin books. Mm-hmm. Um, he was told by an instructor that he shouldn't shoot what he shoots. Yeah. At Art Center. There are always, like, rules to it. It's like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And I'm just like, well, like, do you think I look like, you know, I care about? (laughs) Like, I want to do, like, you do you. Like, that's my motto in life. But that's it. That's another thing, too, that a lot of people don't understand, that you're paying for an education, so you get to steer what education you get. Mm -hmm. And a lot of students will just sit in the class silently and not ask the right questions and not really learn much more than they knew when they got in. Mm-hmm. And other students will understand that they have the right to ask questions. And if they don't get the answer that they're looking for, that they can complain about that. That is true. Yeah. You can go to the, the department chair and you can say, hey, look, I'm, I'm trying to get my the value of my education here. I've asked questions several times to this instructor. They're not giving me any kind of response. You know, this has to change. And um, and some people worry about the grading system. You know, it's like yeah. the, the grad shows. And when we would do that kind of, uh, they call it a speed dating, where you have like um, a bunch of clients, you know, different publishers or um, production companies that are all seated at tables. And then the students stop by one table for like five minutes each. And they show their portfolio and they get advice or they, they try and get a job. And they don't do that system anymore, and I, I think it's a discredit that they should go back to it because I think that it forces people to talk to possible employers. Yeah, instead of just like standing around in your staying in front of your work. Yeah, yeah. It's and like... it, it's awkward. Number one. Yeah, incredibly it gets awkward. It's very tiring. My back. I have some back issues. <laughs> yeah. I still do. It's yeah. like you know, if I stand too long, my back starts hurting. Sure. But oh my god, it's like and. That day I had heels on. Everybody and I does. I really yeah, wear yeah. heels. It's like I was dying of sweating and. Oh, yeah, that, that's everybody's yeah. life there and you know you also got like the, the grad show wall so it was like kind of like the featured student wall mm-hmm. out in front of, of the um, the student gallery in addition to having your grad wall yeah I think that was like a term before that's like, right yeah. yeah so even yeah. before you graduated you got yeah. kind of the, the star wall yeah. and um, and like I say you know I, I've always encouraged students if they're if they don't know what they want to do and they're going to art school and they're learning all these things they should take a term off every other term to kind of absorb what they just learned. Granted, yeah, your tuition's going to go up the next term. It's worth it. It's 
that extra thousand dollars or whatever is worth the time off because you'll be able to figure out what you want to learn the next term and how you how to use what you just learned and mm-hmm. I don't think enough people take that time for themselves but um, you know you had a pretty good vision of what it is that you wanted to do and part of it is because you already had an art education you know yeah. via these after-school classes and um, some of the students you know um, uh, Jason Kim who was an assistant of mine for a long time mm-hmm. and um, she's she's from South Korea as well and she actually, when she left, she didn't have the paperwork correct, and so she could not return. Oh no! And um, so I, I lost her as my assistant. She yeah. was fantastic and um, good friends of my wife. I, we were really heartbroken that she couldn't come back into the country, but um, she had graduated with like a, the equivalent of a master's degree in mm-hmm. fine art mm-hmm. from a top Korean university, and then still came to the U.S to get a degree in the US because she saw more opportunity for herself here. Yeah. And um, now she's still doing, she's sending pieces out for shows here from Korea and doing a lot of, she's found a job there and, and she's able to sustain herself. But um, her work was very different. You know, she's not like an easy illustration hire. She had sculpted work and she could also paint, but um, the, the focus of a lot of her work are these amazing animal sculptures and the, and the animals all have... Um, um, handicaps of, of a variety um, and she speaks to that in the work and addressing it by not addressing it as being a handicap addressing it as being a like a defect that they've overcome and mm-hmm. can clearly live their lives yeah. fully mm-hmm. and um, it's perfect as an analogy for children I think and I was always encouraging her to do a book but um, and maybe she will but, um, yeah, there you have it. I mean, most people don't understand that they can they can work while they're going to school. Uh, number two, that, um, that they can use art school as another propelling thing for their career. I mean, if you're going to co- – why people go to college ostensibly, aside from to get an education and a degree, and the degree is worth something. Um, people argue that art degrees aren't worth as much, but I, yeah. I think they are. It's just not in the same – comparison you don't compare apples to oranges and um it the degree is valuable to a cv to a career artist um but you know people that they join organizations in college because they want to have colleagues you know friends that become colleagues if someone gets a job at a company they're going to turn to the the kids they went to school with and be like oh you know well this person's really good you should hire this person too yeah it's kind of like the connection exactly yeah you know you're getting that 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 kind of real world um potential for employment by going to school Mm -hmm. and but again you don't need that you really don't i I mean, mean if if you're if you're if you put yourself out there and your work is good and you know you're not shy about submitting and you can take criticism then there's no reason why you can't work all the time and and you work pretty regularly yeah i like you know that's the thing because like you know like our our students they're really scared of rejection yeah that's what i noticed from like five years staying at our center Mm -hmm. but then i had a professor you know at our center who keeps on like telling me like you know you got to take the rejection Mm-hmm. But don't take that rejection as like, oh, it's like end of the world kind of thing. Because like yeah. use that to like motivate yourself to do more. So like, you know, I'll sometimes like 
because uh, I want to work for ad agencies, mm-hmm. and I did work with some few ad agencies, you know, mm-hmm. like um, illustration for packaging and mm-hmm. whatnot, you know, and I always send them like 50 mails every day, mm-hmm. you know, and some will get back to me, some will won't, you know, and and there's like that feeling where like, oh, it's, it, it's, but f- like from that rejection, like mm-hmm. I'll get that feeling of like, oh, it's not my art, not worth enough, you know, mm-hmm. but then a minute later, I'll be like, no. I can't give up. So it's like, you know, I email more. And I don't just like tackle big companies. I also tackle small companies because mm-hmm. you never know. Like there'll be a chance they'll hire you. Yeah, and you'll get a better yeah. position because and, you don't yeah. have to fight 27 other people, yeah. you know, in a division yeah. to get to the top of it. And then from that ad agencies, I also email like um, licensing companies. Like mm-hmm. I've been recently, I've been, I friended um, a social manager. Is that what they call Like they take care of like they're in charge of like social medias on oh, okay yeah, yeah like, social media manager from, yeah. like uh, from Amara, country, social marketing. yeah country role on uh, victoria like i recently became friends with her and i told her like hey like i want to try doing like maybe do like a partnership like a project for like you know really release like a limited edition like you know poster for an upcoming anime or movie so mm-hmm. it's like and you'll and then you and like, i like to collaborate Pretty yeah. much, in short, it's like I like to co- collaborate. So I look for like licensing company that wants to do collaborating works and stuff. Sure. Yeah, and also at the same time, you know, there's like online shop that I manage, and like you know, I send them orders, and then it, it's like the slow flow money. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we live in an Etsy culture. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey man, I want to thank you, thank you for coming on the show and uh, talking about these things. And you know, again, like to to the listeners, I want to stress again that um, you know that we're all about the DIY thing, and the there's just a lot of opportunity out there. I think that most people just don't know what the possibilities are until they see somebody that they can use as an example and and then try to achieve what that person has achieved. Or like they don't know where to start. And that's a yeah. bigger problem is not yeah. knowing how to get started. And where do you get started? You start. You start right now. You can yeah, start you just right start. Now. Just do it. Do it. Cool. Well, okay, Michelle, again, shoot me out some... Um, so Naki is the, the name that you're doing a lot of art under. You'll mm-hmm. be at Anime Expo again, I'm sure. This year. Well, next year. Next year, because yeah. it just passed. I'll, yeah. I'll try to go to Kamikaze. Yeah, that'll I'll be try. Fine. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Matt Kennedy. You've been listening to Pod Sequentialism, and... Um, come back again next week um, before I let you go I should say again that uh, Pod Sequentialism the podcast grew out of the Pop Sequentialism uh, art shows and there is the catalog that we produced for that which uh, highlights some of the best comic book collaborations between artist and writer of the last 25 to 30 years you can still get um, I, some of the signed copies that uh, we, we printed for that exhibition I think they're only 1500 and um, so it is very limited edition but it's also priced just like uh, an 80 page giant so uh, which is what it's built to, to resemble and I encourage you to reach out to me on social media we are at Pod Sequentialism on Facebook Twitter and Instagram contact us on any format uh, send us an email at info at popsequentialism.com and we'll be happy to uh, send a catalog out to you and tell you how to do that how to buy it so until next week this has been Matt Kennedy. This has been Pod Sequentialism. Hello, this is Matt Kennedy from Pod Sequentialism. And um, what many many of you may know that I, I do run a gallery in Los Angeles called La Luz de Jesus Gallery. 
And what you may not know is that it's inside Wacko, which is probably the greatest center of pop culture in the world. And it may sound like hyperbole. It's not. Um, you can, If you don't want to trust my judgment, you can listen to people like Kevin Smith, uh, James Gunn, uh, David Mack, um, all of whom will swear that uh, one of their favorite places on earth is uh, Wacko, the shop that houses La Luz de Jesus Gallery. Um, whether it's blind box toys or little tchotchkes or art books, it pretty much is the place that you can get all of your Christmas shopping done for every possible annoying person to buy for that you can imagine. They've got everything, and I highly recommend that you visit them. You can visit them online at soapplant.com. You can visit the gallery at laluzdejesus.com, and that's spelled L-A-L-U-Z-D-E-J-E-S-U-S.com. Check them out and tell them Matt Kennedy sent you.